without the rejection, that uh, ghostly quality is more amplified with the Core 9. Well, uh, rejection feels like a solid wall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, oh, uh, yeah. ca- that counters that ghostly, you know, vapor 9 thing we're talking about. With low rejection, particularly with high frustration, like t- can be just entitlement to get everything you should yep. want. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> statement, right. <laughs> Correct. The big hormone Enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-pres, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-pres sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 trifix. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-pres, with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a 3 wing 4, self-pres social, with 369 trifix. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 trifix. If you like or hate us, make sure you go like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure you leave us a review. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're picking up right where we left off with the question that somebody sent in about what it's like to have frustration last, attachment last, or rejection last. And we also looked at what it's like to have each of the centers last. But before we get into it, let me hit you with the usual plugs. If you haven't already, go buy John's book. Update your understanding and knowledge of the instincts. You can buy it at Amazon. Leave a review. Do it today. If you're looking for more serious foundational teaching and inner work practice, Josh and John have the Enneagram School. They've got a course on object relations in the centers. And more courses coming soon. If you want to get more information about what they've got going on, join their email list. They've also got a Discord going on. Get more information at any theenneagramschool.com. DAA, Dark Arts Academy, because you want to become dangerously perceptive and skilled at seeing the types clearly. Because if you're not, what's the point of knowing the Enneagram if you don't know how to apply it correctly to yourself and the people in your life? We recently did a class on 469 Trifix, Whiny Tears. Um, We also took a look recently at the sexual instinct and polarity and tension and how it shows up in real life examples. So that was a a really fun class. And uh, in the last month or so, we got a Discord going. So DAA members only. You can find that in the members area along with perks and discounts to our typing services. David's Trifix booklet. David's got, as you know, a groovy archetypal look at the trifixes. David also has been working on a project with Kristen. Uh, There's a GoFundMe link on a physical update to the trifix booklet with original paintings by Kristen and descriptions by Kaiza. There was a GoFundMe to raise money for a first batch of prints for this thing. Um, The GoFundMe ended, but they're going to relaunch the GoFundMe so you can get more information if you want to get involved so that we can all get our hands on the physical prints of this new Trifix booklet. And last but not least, Alexandra is offering Enneagram astrology readings if you want to understand what your astrological chart has to say 
in tandem with your Enneagram typing. So I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Shout out to those who sent an email to emmakerthegreat at gmail.com. <laughs> Much appreciated. Thank you for affirming how amazing I am. Hi, guys. It's Mara again. Um, so when I was listening to Nancy, David, and Emika explain what it means to be missing rejection, I feel like I got that very well. But would it be possible for you guys to explain what it's like to miss to be missing attachment? Oh, I guess it's the same question reactive, from somebody else. <laughs> positive, competency, assertive, compliant, withdrawn, oh. frustration. Wow. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> what is it like to not wow. have any of these things be your trifix or your trifix fling? Thank you. <sighs> okay. That's an encyclopedia is, right there. Yeah. This is a consumed dominant being like, gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah, that's a lot. Like We did the episodes on the missing pieces. I guess that's what she's referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that feels like a course. Like, all right, what is it like to be missing? She went all across the board. Missing... Yeah compliance missing assertiveness and it's like well what's it like to pay for a five thousand dollar course where we teach you step by step (laughs) yeah what am i low in i'm low in assertive there's going to be so many qualifiers too on anything you'd say because then like your instinctual stacking is going to shape it some way or just Mm -hmm. just yeah well i think the most interesting thing to tackle would be like object relation like yeah okay what we have less of i think that's the most interesting mm-hmm. well i'll say noticing people who have very little to no frustration in them the thing i've seen that's absent is that frustration gives you a little bit of like what i want mm. yeah you know like because there's a little bit of this friction going on of like okay it's not like a no and it's not an it's not a yes it's like uh but this thing i could have better yeah that's what I think it is. I think frustration is having a sense of how things can be improved. Mm, ideal. And so sometimes yeah. people who are all rejection or all attachment can have a little bit of um, not preferencelessness is not quite the thing. Mm-hmm. But like somebody who's like triple rejection can have just like, this is what I offer. Mm-hmm. And then there's a wall. And then somebody who is triple attachment can kind of be like, waiting too much to be filled in by the environmental demands. Mm-hmm. And so uh, frustration gives a little bit of, but this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Even if I can't actually get it, it kind of puts someone in that direction. And then somebody who is, uh, I mean, like, all right, so someone who is total absent of rejection, I mean, they can't let things go or cut things off or end yeah. things or... And I've known triple frustration people who um, don't have a lot to offer. Yeah, They're kind of consumers yep. and complainers, but they don't have a lot to provide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that there's a kind of utilitarian aspect of rejection where it's like, all right, stop bitching about this. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, what I've noticed is people with low, um, low frustration Um, there is, I guess, more like rejection heavy with low frustration. I have seen as like, they're almost too take it or leave it as far as like, 
what they're presented with. Mm. That they think like nothing can be done to improve the situation at all. So I have to accept it entirely as it is with whatever, um, whatever like flaws are a part of, you know, what's on the deal uh, or reject it entirely. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes there's more wiggle room. There is like there is actually more that can be demanded, more that can be improved, more that can be, um, yeah, just stuff like that. So that's, that's what I see point, with lo- yeah. that's what I see with low frustration, and then yeah, with low reje- with low rejection, particularly with high frustration. Like I think the opposite pole of John, what you were talking about with where frustration can give you like your ideals, it can show you what your ideals are, it can show you what you're wanting. The negative pole of that can be just entitlement to get everything you should want. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) it's David, right? Correct. (laughs) David, God. Uh, (laughs) So, people with low rejection. (laughs) Everything should just come to me. (laughs) So, people with low with low rejection, it's. It's too little accept, or I'm sorry, it's not enough accepting of just like what the parameters and boundaries of a certain thing are. Like, mm. it's just maybe it's not going to get better. This yeah. is what's, this is just like what you see is what you get. Accept it or move on. Mm-hmm. You can't just like demand from it all the time without it. You're eventually, you're just going to deplete the source of what you liked to begin with. Or think that it's going to eventually improve to be what you want it to be. Some things are. Part of the rejection thing is just seeing that, all right, I see the boundaries of this thing and I don't want it. So I'm going to remove myself from it. Whereas it seems yeah. like frustration sees that the, uh, the ideal is always in sight. And so I'm going to stay and work on it. Yeah, that's a good point. That the rejection sees the boundaries of a thing. Yeah. One thing I would say about like, I mean, like four, one thing four does is like, no, come actually like meet me right like get in that personal zone right like my personal identity wants to meet you in this personal way and so somebody that has a low frustration it can be kind of like hard to either locate them in like a attachment swirl or it can be hard to get past the like shell of rejection you know what i'm saying because there's like even if frustration you still can't like totally meet them there there's a little bit more like guiding somebody to like this is my this is the the avenue or something like that mm-hmm. we were just at a restaurant we were walking home and Alexander and I were talking about like her atta- some parts of her attachment journey mm-hmm. and then my experience of not being ha- not having attachment there's stuff that I've been learning as Alexander and I are unpacking stuff and, lo- and, and examining stuff and like my mom always said I was like a super easy kid because I just like, she just put me down and I just played with my toys by myself and I just didn't like, didn't fuss and whatever, but it was kind of like, I wasn't really trying to get their attention. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like if there was some uh, like miss, it was kind of like I just took the miss and I didn't try to reconnect. And I see in retrospect and I'm seeing it more and more how that failure like led to a lot of my neurotic stuff, I think. And then how just growing up, it was kind of like, I just felt like I was always in the very much like completely the wrong reality. And I should have just not, I should just have, should just die or something like that. You know, like it just was like, there's no sense of like, oh, that's the current of what people are doing. Like I can see everybody kind of doing something, but I had no sense of the utility of it to kind of uh, get in somebody's stream. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of like felt very like 
um, I'm in in a in a wrong dimension or something. Yeah, there is a thing with uh, we were thinking about. John is a hexad, and he had hexad parents, to rejection parents, and a frustration kid. And how um, there was something about how like me being attachment, there was still um, I was still always going back to like the source, trying to get the thing from them. You know, like I was still. It's just, like I feel like. Like where I was going back to the drawing board with my parents over and over and over again to try to see what was going to work, to try to get me like the love, the guidance, the nurturance, whatever, whatever. Um, the hexad just kind of immediately gives up on it and is immediately just like, I'm going to go my own direction. And it's either going to like frustrate in some direction or it's going to reject in some direction. But where attachment could have been useful is there, there being some kind of like returning source, there being some kind of like negotiating energy, which is a lot yeah. of what um, attachment energy is. Like, I think frustration in a lot of ways is like a demanding better. Um, rejection is a like, okay, fine, that's off the table. We'll move on without it. And then um, uh, attachment, if you're, if you're like, in on the negotiation is a like a renegotiation of the terms to meet both parties, but constantly. Mm -hmm. Renegotiation is a really great term for what attachment is doing because thinking of my own family with having two rejection parents and how much it's baked in that there's no back and forth on yeah. the table. Uh, and so the possibility of something being taken away is presented i'm very comfortable with that the reflex to just be oh yeah that's that's just not available to me is so that's mm. the norm that's that's what i expect and so the idea that we're going to have a back and forth over time as we navigate each other and figure out like what's going to work for each other and i'm going to adapt and you're going to adapt uh is just not something i've ever seen you know at, at formative relationships i've never seen that happen it's more like it's like, I'm offering this, you're offering that. Like, we're not really working with each other in that kind of way. So that sense of we're attached to each other and we're in it together, and which means we're going to work through these ebbs and flows and, and uh, negotiate that together. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not something I grew up with. It feels like we covered like a basic skeleton of what we were going for. And uh, we could just like, flesh them out more and maybe so each of you could do that like what's it like to be attachment with the frustration secondary you know examples stories and anecdotes and <clears throat> i feel like i've said all of my mm. shit about having seven and four with my with my attachment shit you know attachment types just need you to say it say the same more. thing in a different way. Let's see, because it's seven and four, I always, you know, self-glamorize and, mm -hmm. and think I'm so amazing. So true. You're just like yeah. a special so nine. True. <laughs> <laughs> because of his seven and four fixes, you know, it's just yeah. A, yeah. such a weird, different yeah. nine. Yeah. And the one fix, he's our entitled nine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say this, like my experience of rejection with secondary frustration feels like um like the eight thing of the fantasy of building a holding environment that my i am in control of what's in it and the frustration part is that i'm trying to refine the borders always mm -hmm. and so borders is good and so it That's feels like 
you know, whenever something happens that annoys me or an outcome that I don't like, mm. the rejection, you know, machine is, and rejection frustration apparatus is sort of like, I need to refine my borders so that can't happen again. Mm -hmm. And so there's always seems to be like a sense of always um, trying to refine, okay, I, I was in this situation, this thing happened. The next time I'm in this situation, I need to come in with a different perspective, different strategy mm -hmm. uh, to prevent, that prevents the yeah, thing yeah. that just happened from happening again, which inevitably creates an, a different problem and then we, we, we do it again. But it's I'm really idiot. hard on myself when I repeat mistakes. Repeating mistakes mm -hmm. is really something mm -hmm. that I, I cannot tolerate. Yeah, I see, I mean, a lot of our, the, the relationship talk, you know, I feel like is, is an example of that where like oh, yeah. this time Brazilian Latina, you know, <laughs> yeah. get more specific with my preference to edit the boundary. And yeah. the thing also is that I say this is a fantasy because it feels like if I get more specific, I'm going to finally find the thing that's not, that's going to be, you know, like the perfect border of what i want but it's never the case there's so what ends up happening is that there are all these littered refined objects that i think are going to be the thing that i move from so like it's latina brazilians or whatever a couple months <laughs> later i've already moved on like and the boys will attest like before a couple months before it was some other genre of woman <laughs> and, genre of woman <laughs> Remember, I was doing the bimbos like a year ago. Yeah. So <laughs> don't listen to anything I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I know. And these are these are all shallow categories. I'm There's no depth. I will say though, along the like um, rejection. Did I mean getting that right? Yeah, rejection with secondary frustration. Something I observe with you is that you do like kind of freak out you kind of like lose your temper when the borders have not been when some, when the, something breaches the borders mm -hmm. in a way that i wonder if that's like a secondary frustration aspect like i wonder if it was like secondary attachment they'd be like okay mm -hmm. well now we've got to work within this but yeah. you do have like a like a frustration that the borders are not like perfect perfect absolutely i would and say when something gets in you just hulk around for a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah, it seems like I put a lot of effort into refining the borders. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when something comes through that should have been filtered, um, or I've already, you know what it is? I've already done the work to filter this. This is not supposed to be here. It's one thing mm -hmm. if I'm caught off guard by something that I've never encountered before. But if it's like I've already, you're not even, like I've already put up a filter that's supposed to keep this element out. But somehow... Mm -hmm it made it through whereas my sister i feel like um with uh rejection attachment it feels like she is it feels like i get caught off guard a lot more like i, I spend more time refining what i want and so there's this sense of if i get more specific there the fantasies that this is you know no no random thing's gonna happen like i feel like i'm in more control whereas her level of control seems more effective well, I mean, in a way, to me, that's like she's got social inner stacking, and like if she's got what does she have six and three or six and two? Yeah, she's got a lot. It's like really yeah. rejection so, attachment, you know. Yeah. So right. So I mean, like attachment is 
you know, quasi-social, I guess you could say, you know, in the sense of tracking what's going on. And, and mm-hmm. whereas, I mean, it's almost like having a, you having seven and five and four, that's almost in a weird way, like fantasy in a certain yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of like I'm, I'm putting myself in a corner and she's at the center of the room. Right. And right. because I'm at the corner, I have the, the sense of, um, a false mm-hmm. sense of security that I won't be touched. Whereas she's at the center, she knows she's going to be touched, but she knows, but that also means that she is more vigilant about the boundaries because she's got more back and forth about what's coming in and coming out. So that's what I see. There's also a kind of withdrawn quality to the way you revise the borders, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I would imagine with a three or a two fix, there's kind of like making the borders as I go along. Yes. Where you will withdraw and then kind of pause it and imagine kind of like the way four will like fantasize in a sense about how it should be. Right. Kind of thing. And then you'll you'll go out, but it's sort of, it's this withdrawn component of you where, you know, like the (laughs) the thing about Brazilian Latinas, right? (laughs) It's like, you kind of like, you're like going back into your room and going like, yeah, you know, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And then Rubbing you're like, your all chin. right, yeah. yeah, and then I'm going to go out and find it, maybe, but then reality is a little bit different than right. fantasy. Absolutely. And so maybe, maybe you won't find a, a Brazilian Latino, or maybe you won't find one you like, or maybe, you know, whatever, or maybe you find another girl or something like this. This and is a so, recurring theme too, like yeah, that exactly. that sense of like, I, I imagine the boundary, I've already like, I've spent all these hours in my room, like, you know, <laughs> refining the borders of this thing. And then the reality, it doesn't match up and I'm disappointed and, re, you know, restart the whole thing again. It never, it's never what I think it's going to be. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. As Alexander said, there's not like, let's just like kind of roll with it and improvise and kind of, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always when the reality, a new reality shows up, uh, there's a shock. Yes. You know? 100%. It, it could be a positive shock or a negative shock. It could be like, wow, this is going to be really great. I didn't even think about this. Or it's like, mm, true. you know, yeah. what Alexander said about you freaking out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing gets like, more pissed than something having gotten through the borders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've definitely learned in the last, you know, few years to, to really, especially with attraction, because I was so obsessed with trying to understand the facets of attraction. And I've, I got to the point where I recognize that this is such a, mysterious unpredictable thing that um you just can't see it coming if i could envision what would be so great then how great could it be really like there has to be an element of something unexpected and mysterious and for me to be really affected so it's in a way it's trying to control what can touch me by trying to envision how how you know what would be the ideal but i mean you're just sort of like trying to like steer reality <laughs> and steer like possibilities that you can't see coming so i'm thinking about borders and boundaries and so forth and my self-pres dominance and how it i mean it's maybe getting slightly off topic to go there but um with my nine seven <clears throat> as far as you know having an instinctual concern around being self-contained and uh self-sufficient with self-pres and and also 
an autonomy thing with nine. I mean, there's a way that uh, the nine, seven, like I'm imagining if someone does breach my border, I'm magically assuming that like I'm a, a vapor or a ghost and their hand is just going to pass through me. So there's nothing, nobody can solidly impact me anyway. Yep. So mm. who cares? Go ahead and try. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Alexander, I mean, you've sort of talked about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like how, you're, how you can remain ungraspable. Right. You know, un, uncaught, you can always just stay free. It's just this like, okay, I'll just dematerialize, do whatever yeah. you want. You're never going to like actually grab me yeah, with if nine I don't want to be grabbed. With, yeah, with nine with a one wing especially, there's this <laughs> reflex to abstract away from your own mm-hmm. human condition in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel All like, three. especially being triple attachment also, because like <clears throat> David, you and I have... We're both attachment heavy and we're both frustration heavy, yep. but your mm-hmm. frustration has higher weight because they're fixes where mm-hmm. mine are all in the wings. Right. Um, so, so I feel like especially being triple attachment, like I'm just a ghost, you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel a lot of the time. I feel like it's very easy for people to feel like they have a relationship with me and that not be a reciprocal feeling. Mm. I guess right. without, without the rejection, that uh, ghostly quality is more amplified with the core nine. Yeah, it yeah. could be. Well, uh, rejection feels like a solid wall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, oh, uh, yeah. can- that counters that ghostly, you know, vapor nine thing we're talking about. And then what does frustration feel like? There's a wall and a vapor. Oh, yeah. Right. What is it? I don't know. Frustration feels jagged. Like an action? Yeah. It's, um... It feels like a scold sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Or an expectation. <clears throat> yeah. I, I see, like, jagged edges because it's sort of saying yes or wanting, knowing what you want, but no, it's not right yet. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's like no, a yes, you know, but, or yes, yes but. if. Yeah. I'm trying to think of frustration with rejection. I mean, a lot of the Alexander's had a lot of good just observations and feedback about me. Like she'll, I'll do something, and she'll just like uh, relay what she's seeing in terms of the like all the rejection stuff behind uh, the floor stuff. And so maybe you could jump in if you remember stuff. But one thing I think that a way that I situate my sense of like identity and uniqueness is through the things I offer. So in kind of like a rejection way. And so like offering, you know, information and things like this, but also a way of being like particularly penetrating and sort of uh, like making things happen in a particular, especially interior sense. You know, like I think it shows up in coaching where uh, I think I am pretty good. I get feedback a lot that, relative to a lot of like therapists and coaches and stuff like this, like, and like, I can, I kind of do, um, what is that, uh, thing when your heart's failing, like, a, like, mm. you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, like the defibrillator defibri- defibri- yeah, or something? Whatever. Just yeah, something like, something like that. I, I can, can like 
imbue people's like inner world or subjectivity with that kind mm-hmm. of thing and so a lot of a lot of the ways i experience and express what i think is unique in myself and try to like uphold that is through the things that i offer mm-hmm. but being you know no attachment types one of the things i experience is attachment types can be very sensitive and very like take things on from the outside but they also have a very um flexible experience of themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. i can be very like unaffected and forceful in a certain way and things not bother me things not to touch me whatever but then when something gets in kind of like with emika uh, I flip the fuck out and it feels like um it feels like uh something in me is getting contaminated it's getting like it feels like something from the outside touching me has i don't know i don't know the term but it 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 feels violating <laughs> like yeah it feels like i mean it's very exaggerating but there's like a rape quality you know there's a feeling of being used by the outer world in some way and i feel like i often have these feelings of like i've been played or taken advantage of or you know something against my will hasn't been enacted against me and like it's it'll be completely like a a feeling maybe not like appropriate to what actually happened but it like Mm -hmm. has that level of of feeling raped or something like this yeah and like yeah and like you it's like i'm never letting this happen again like how do i how do i <laughs> strategize yeah exactly exactly and um there is also a way that despite being a hard type um i can really not see myself as a person and i can like i know it's social blind also but there's a there's another way to it that i i see myself as a function and so there's all this emphasis as a four on the personal and like wanting to like be met on that personal level and here's what's personal about me. But I feel like I'm very good at getting people to reveal and see and acknowledge what is personal about them but without like bringing out my personal for them. Mm-hmm. And um and I don't know if that's like of attachment, I don't know if that's like double, you know, projection or whatever. Yeah, I think that specifically you have been, you're very rejection for. <clears throat> you know, the other ones that we've known are like very frustration or they have like all the attachment types in there. So like a lot of how four is defined is like through the lens of your experience, which is very, very rejection. Um, yeah, because there is like a there is like a um, a social blind thing to like forgetting to make things personal that I think all three of you share. But I think specifically that gets like exacerbated with John, with you. um because yeah you do have a way of like offering a lot without revealing a lot at the same time like your revealing is not very um it's still very protected and still very guarded in a way that feels very rejection to me like there is a way that you're like expressing in the four way but it's still very like locked down and no one's going to get to you still i've also got uh this thing about carving out my own space like intellectually and inner world wise and so you know like i mean writing the enneagram in the instinct book was kind of like i'm gonna like put plant my flag right over here and Mm -hmm. i'm also gonna plant my flag on enneagram and inner work because i feel like i mean i feel like my book is other books tackle the enneagram and inner work but like like facets of unity for example um 
you know, is about like a spiritual perspective on the Enneagram, but it doesn't say much about like the actual process of work. And so I was like, that like those things came together in that book, and there was a little bit of like this is my corner, and uh, I kind of like feel like I'm there's some kind of like territorial thing, and it's less about like oh I'm unique because of um, I'm suffering in this particular way. Like I probably have mm-hmm. that very much internally, but I don't broadcast that very much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I where I broadcast about what's unique about me is kind of like the the the, the alcove I've got, and um. Yeah, I don't know. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a way that rejection and um, the way those two things combine. Um, it's like I have to create my own ideal separate world that everyone, in order to engage with me, has to come. They have to come engage yeah, in this comply world. with. Yeah, yeah. like I'm you know, not. It's just making yeah. sure that you don't have to reach out and like adapt with anything out there i'll say like with fours that i've seen with more attachment they will have a bit of um what, what, what effects does this bob dylan have what uh seven I and eight i think he's seven and eight, seven and eight. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well all right so bad example but i was thinking like you know what i what i've noticed in fours with attachment fixes in my life is that they will kind of i'm interrupting you, david i was just going to say but i was i don't know if it helps but like Billy Corgan, I think, has six and nine. Okay, I don't know. Nicole yeah. Kidman also has six and nine. And, and yeah, they both have three wings also, so they've got, like Riso, they've got the whole attachment. Anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know as much about yeah. like them or anything. Right. I like, but um, like just in life, I've seen where fours with the attachment fixes, I see a little bit about like more of their way of showing their uniqueness is a bit a little bit a little bit more about like getting into a personal dynamic with somebody to bring out or show or something like that so maybe it might be like these are my certain preferences or um this is you know there's some kind more of like demonstration of this is the way I am where I kind of feel like um uh, I feel like with me uh I don't I don't know if I do I mean you can you can tell me but I don't feel like I do that as much and I also yeah. feel like a lot of fours I know are very fussy about what's happening around them, and I'll be very much like, peace out or not. But I don't mm-hmm. feel like I get really worked up too much of what's happening around me. Yeah, no, that pings, yeah, that's correctly with my friend Pat that I am always talk about. Uh, he's your type twin, except he's got six and nine, and he's super aware of his surroundings and what's going on with people and so he's hyper self-conscious and sensitive and thinks that that person that's laughing all the way across the grocery store is somehow laughing at him you know that that stuff that's going on is about Mm -hmm. him and he's being Mm -hmm. personally assaulted by the environment and the people constantly it doesn't it he he can't do the cutoff because he's got mm-hmm. that six and nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like uh, the fours that have a lot of attachment, it's like an inverse of, you know, the attachments having a lot of frustration where it's mm. like they are in the world, but it's like the skin, their skin is just all these jagged edges. So it seems mm-hmm. that they're more 
frustrated because like you know we did a class with Billy Corgan and he's very aware what the music industry is doing and what's so you know banal and and fake and and so it, it feels like a more obvious for because they're talking about the attachment stuff that's right, right. and so there's a sense of like this person is really disagreeable uh because they are tapped into the things that people care about and are using that as fuel to say that um all of this stuff is trash and one way to say it is <clears throat> as a four billy corgan is frustrated by his own attachment he's frustrated mm. by that suck into the collective yeah you know so he's got to yeah. push back and he's got to react yeah it's more react there's more of an edge to it versus yeah. when we see the four wing fives in the interviews they almost seem in a sense like the way that nines give you nothing because they're saying they're so cut off from the idea that i'm playing this game with you so they just deflect mm -hmm. not in the way that nines do but they right. deflect in the way that yes. there's kind of a void there <laughs> yeah. yeah that makes sense that's interesting yeah yeah i don't f i don't feel like uh, i give a lot to, s to strangers yeah. no no you don't and that's that's kind of what i was like i guess trying to say badly earlier is there's there's a way that like yeah you really just don't give off your location a lot of in a lot of ways mm -hmm. <clears throat> in a way that where we've met certain rejection types and there's like sort of like a lack of a back and forth sometimes like you can kind of have that too and it's i think it's more than just being social blind because we've met social mm -hmm. types that are heavy rejection right. that just like mm -hmm. there's not there's like a lack of porousness there mm -hmm. to know how to respond even mm -hmm. or to like where you know like i feel like i kind of always know how to respond to sometimes i don't or sometimes i just don't like to or don't want to but I feel like I always kind of have a, like things are always getting in me to a way that I know how to respond because I know what it feels like to be affected in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like with um, and, you know, four has your four is frustration. So there is still a response, but there's the way that it's not getting, um, I don't know, into the deeper layers because of those rejection walls that just don't notice the impact at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see my frustration real clear. But I don't think people that aren't close to me like pick well, up too much on it, other than I'm like a little bit annoying about, you know, stuff on the Enneagram or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And yeah, that's a good point too. It's like because you're not affected by a lot of things, and in a way that there's like a, um, like your interests are so narrow that there's there's just no way you're going to have exposure. <clears throat> there's no other way you're going to have exposure to certain things because one, you're not affected, and two. It's just not in your interest. They're not going to see your reaction to this like wide breadth of stimuli, basically. It's a good way to differentiate just four with the three versus four with the five. You know, that's why four with the three has so much, I don't know, like more bitchiness. apparent, yeah, bitchiness and, and, and like or ornamentation too. Mm -hmm. You know, like the collective is supposed to see that I am such and such whereas with four or the five it's like i'm pre preemptively cut off so i'm not even they wouldn't even get it i'm not even interested in sharing it you know i'm not interested in establishing something <clears throat> for them to see me mm -hmm. with yeah mm -hmm. well, somebody in the facebook group uh did a like made a like a collage or a series of pictures of four and five fixers 
and commented that it was like they were all looked homeless or something like that. <laughs> yes, and that. in college, I was like a couple times mistaken for a homeless person, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. My friend Pat definitely often looks like a homeless person. No. <laughs> we just, uh, by the time this goes live, the class on Leonard Corn would have gone out, so I'm not giving anything away. Oh, nice. But, um, that was a good one because it is kind of hard to spot the four sometimes with four wing five because the frustration isn't worn on their sleeve. But there was one video that I thought was very, that we watched of him that or interview that I thought was very exemplifier, exemplifying yeah. four wing five where they asked him, why do you think people come to your shows? And at first he gave sort of like a nine ish response. Like, I don't know. And then, uh, the guy, you know, asked again and he said, well, I mean, if you stand on a corner and you hold a sign and you make a spectacle of yourself, a bunch of people will come and see you. And so I suppose I'm making a spectacle of myself and a bunch of people are coming around. Now, I don't know if anything I'm doing is of any, you know, real worth, at least I try, but um, it, just because people are here doesn't mean anything. Maybe I'm just making a fool of myself. I was just like, mm -hmm. you're not, he, he's not even part of the, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's inter It's an interesting uh, study or specimen too, because he's pretty clearly like secondary nine and you can see a lot of nine in what he says, but it starts to, but as the, as that episode unfolds, you start to see more and more in the clips. He's just like, yeah, because Captain it's negative. It's kind of like it's not <laughs> dissociating it. like a nine because a nine is kind of like zooms out to say I'm part of the everything. Like as we saw with Bob Dylan, similar things. Like why were you the voice of a generation, or why did you win all these awards? And he's like, just because you win an award doesn't mean your music is good. You know that sense of like what I'm doing is so separate from whatever uh is happening in the world that you might think that a nine would say something like that but there's a way that four and five or not four and five but um frustration four with the five wing, so. with the five wing but in yeah. um, just in general like the frustration and rejection thing is i'm like rejection can kind of be like uh with frustration can be so not in any engagement or so cut off or like a dead end i'm a dead end mm -hmm. and so there's no way that what's happening out there is touching me Damn, I was really, I was really wanting to claim Leonard You're, Cohen yeah, as one of mine. Yeah, no, there's a lot of nineish. <laughs> there's stuff a lot of there. nine. I mean, like Joseph, Joseph is saying, I don't know, I'm not seeing it. Then, yeah, it yeah. took a while to find that one. Yeah, that's pretty great. Four, five, and nine right up front. That man's nowhere. So I guess that's yeah. why, <laughs> why, why I thought nine. Yeah, and he's got I a would, six fix as well, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, he's got a six fix. And I was thinking with like attachment with a lot of rejection uh it's kind of similar to what i feel with like eight wing nines where it's like i'm just gonna be in this one spot attachment mm -hmm. was yeah. i'm trying to create these dependent attachments with people which require i mean with the rejection thing just sort of being a dead end it's like here's what i have to offer and this is how i'm going to get my attachment going yeah. um so there's not a lot of frustration -y movement um, I'm just going to find these attachments and I'm going to, because I have just these, uh, offerings, I'm just going to stick, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. There was a guy we typed recently. Didn't he have triple rejection? He was nine with an eight, secondary three with a two, 
and six with a five, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was very much, there's a sort of weird cut off matter of factness, yes. like just I'm here and yeah, it just didn't, doesn't have that, um, kind of ambivalence of frustration. It's just like, take it or leave it. I'm here. Well, you've got yeah. some direct experience with this, David, don't you? Uh, you're talking about the Kaisa humanoid? I'm talking about your <laughs> wife, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Well, I guess I was asking more, so, like, you mentioned before, you know, the differences in what you were expecting versus, yeah. you know, other partners before that had more frustration. Right. <clears throat> And like yeah. you know, like the rejection attachment thing. What like what's your experience? Yeah, about? no, it's it it is very much a um, stabilizing force in the sense of it's like I was just describing and with that other example, that person we typed recently. Um, she's just very solidly where she is, mm-hmm. and there's not that um frustration drive to froth up something that's not even there mm-hmm. you know just to mm-hmm. have some froth going right. you know right just to make something <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to make something happen john you he don't was, get that john well, froth, yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't froth <laughs> do i froth baby you're a frother froth all over you <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah no it's um like i said i mean already uh complimented the situation and her uh it's a it's a whole other kind of uh environment so to speak to mm-hmm. to be in cause it's like cuz i've got so much frustration so hmm okay so how do i work this machinery yeah. here <laughs> yeah you, you know what i think at least my experience of attachment and, and rejection is that they're the best <clears throat> negotiators because okay, that's that again? That's they're true. the attachment best and frustration attachment and rejection. Oh, rejection. Okay. Yeah. Make for the best negotiators because yeah, I agree because it's like, you know, rejection is I got this to offer and attachment is really adaptable and mm-hmm. without frustration, you're not getting distracted by, you know these ideal fantasies yeah it's like this is what your situation has or the nitpicking right yeah it's just very focused on the here and now and how do we make this work and you know yeah that's that's one advantage of not having frustration because that that shit can get you you know chasing latina brazilians and yeah that (laughs) you'll probably never chase you know i don't even have to go to brazil like there's a bunch of you know, like this fantasy, let me travel to this other country. No, I'm not going to do that. It's just a nice little thing to, you know, get hooked on. (laughs) Sometimes you have to go to Brazil to find the Latina. Other times you go to a New York Enneagram meetup and the Latina finds you. There you go. That's right. Don't get it twisted, audience. Sometimes when you least expect it, sometimes when you least expect it and a Latina finds you. Mm -hmm. And it might not be a Latina because that was just my obsession of the month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'll move on to eastern europeans next yeah for real <laughs> no but you had another one emica recently it was very racist it was you wanted to find the 
super oh, yeah. dark. Just the darkest, darkest, the darkest black, black woman. woman. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I didn't. I didn't want just a regular. I wanted like. I was collecting the darkest black women possible. Yeah. yeah. That was just, just for, for two the months. Pure, like sexual fetish <laughs> of it. I was yeah, like, look back on. I was like, wing. what were you, what were you doing? What was that about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah, there's that seven wing thing. Like, this is my. Yeah, it's a new flavor. This is yeah. yeah this is my objective yeah. flavor yeah. for right now. For right or, now. not objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it is. This objective one seems fun. Right now. Right, right now. Just right. It's now. all. Yeah, I, I meant. I meant objective, as in this is the objective. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like yep. Yep. this is yep. the goal. The goal. I, sh I should make that qualifier of a uh, you know seven influence with like oh you're gonna be infected by this new person and you're all you're going to see is indian girls it's like that's 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 a lot of seven shit you, you yeah, don't you don't need <laughs> you don't need to be sampling a new flavor of the month because you're infected you know that <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah is, is there anything else in this topic was it we also did... besides object relations was it also to talk about um centers or order of centers or no that was a different doing the like center orders i know it was something people have interest in like what it means to be heart last or head last yep. and whatever the other one is body last mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and i know we're gonna have a bit of a lopsided view because we've three heart lasts and a body last yeah mm -hmm. none of us are head we're all head middle we d briefly cool. discussed uh with joseph because he's he wanted to do a short video on it and we'll see what comes out of that but because he is um body last and mm -hmm. i think he was no he had, had an insight that he comes across very heady and there's and we just recently mm -hmm. typed somebody who was uh six with the secondary heart and one thing i've noticed at least is the head types that have the heart center second just feel really unhinged to me it doesn't matter if they're self social mm -hmm. or whatever there's like a real unrattled because the the gut center is not secondary and I can, get, you know, you get that with Joseph, like where he just starts going. It's just like, kind of like a, an ungrounded, unhinged, da -da -da -da, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, ungrounded feels, can feel true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if we talk about like the intelligences that come from each center, there's like feeling and thinking and making sense, you know, of that's still head center stuff versus just sensing, you know, of mm -hmm. the body center. So do you feel like body last can really overly rely on like um, their, yeah, their feelings and their map making? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a point where it can overcomplicate it. That's sometimes where I get with, uh, with head center. I'm like this, or with, um, with body last. I'm like, this is much simpler than you're making it. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's also another one that's like that is gut types that are heart second. Because... Oh yeah. Sort of like the more natural lineup or something that seems to for whatever reason support gut first is head center second. Mm -hmm. I mean like mm -hmm. to me we're going to be talking about him again some more but like with I mean that's part of the thing with Trump is I think he's 3 second and then mm -hmm. 6 and that has him it's uh it's destabilizing in a way. It's like, it's part of why he's not much of a strategist, you know, because mm -hmm. he's, I don't know, so, uh, sensitive about image mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's kind of a, it kind of undermines 
in his case, the whole eight program. Yeah, head to me sometimes, head last in whatever order, if it's mm -hmm. um, gut or heart first, can feel very creaturely to me sometimes. If it's just like, oh, you're just sensing and feeling, that's what animals do. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's a, there's like a, not that they don't think, obviously, but that's clearly like the last priority. Like, like, like uh, their own mapping can sometimes feel like that's clearly the last thing you're interested in. Yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. And I'm trying to like phrase that in a way that <laughs> maintains like integrity and stuff, but like, um, and isn't offensive to people. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to not sound like a snob, but yeah, there is like a creaturely thing, you know, like it's just like a deer just walking around and chewing on leaves and like having their feeling like, oh, now you're scared and you're running off this, like that kind of thing. Or you like this person and, but there's like a, um, there is like a strategy, there is like a gridding, like they're not trying to orient themselves in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah, everybody still has a head center, but it just feels like the last cre priority. Creaturely fits with one of my exes that you guys are somewhat familiar with, SPS. She yeah. was nine with secondary three. Definitely critterly. There's like a just vibin'. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Kind of quality. Uh -huh. the, the eights that have secondary heart, especially like the eights that have secondary four, mm. uh, like, for example, Marlon Brando, is like one of the greatest actors of all time and part of his appeal was just how he could just bleed emotion in a very animalistic way on the screen mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. can think of like you know hitler i think we've got hitler, type i think we're, we've got as eight four six in that yeah. order yeah if you've seen wow. his, his uh speeches and also yes. like there's like a clip i saw recently where people said that he was on meth during the olympics yeah. and he's just like you know like <laughs> yeah peter Steele is another one like there mm. are videos of him where, where he's just bleeding so much emotion people are wondering how can this person be an eight right you know they're just right yeah just the amount of uh expressiveness how because it's just eight is so instinctual and then when you have secondary heart it's just no gap between you know this is what i want to do this is how i feel uh so it can feel really impulsive you know like trump yeah yeah, yeah it does feel impulsive because the eights that have secondary head are the more calculating, strategic. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Superior. And they're clearly just like, they like under, this is, again, it's like sounds mean and I don't mean for it to be mean, but it's like they understand all of what they're doing because they're like, there's yeah. like a, like a self-tracking kind mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, it's like they're archiving themselves almost, head center -y stuff. Mm -hmm. And then heartlasts are perfect. perfect. In every way. Jinx. Heartless. Yeah, you gotta see. work to get to my heart, baby. Heart lasts. Mm -hmm. You gotta work. <laughs> heart lasts. You don't see. value it if you don't work. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, what do you love about John's us? John's about Tom? to drag us. <laughs> you, Good luck. Stupid body types with no souls. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You don't heart where your feelings. You do too much thinking. You think you know everything. Well, his is all. His, his doesn't really really count because it's just covered by the dead end of rejection. So it's like <laughs> not even. You're not even the heart type. Yeah, we vibe. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just different flavors of being dead inside. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, all right. One thing I appreciate actually about y'all being heart last is that when your heart shows up, it's very real and it's not mm. kind of animating your usual mm. ego structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like convoluted so, or something. Yeah, like um, I do pretty well with heart last, and I feel like heart last kind of trust me mm -hmm. because with like for what you know my like heart stuff without being all like I don't feel like I mean you, t you guys can tell me otherwise but I don't feel like I'm like give me your heart or something yeah, like yeah. that you're not crappy stop John don't don't try to suck my heart juices uh, yeah. out of me <laughs> tell me how you feel yeah yeah that's true yeah and I can I can get that sometimes from other heart Mm -hmm. um what's the word i'm looking for Types. other heart cores yeah, yeah where i can we can be like too grabby and it makes me yeah. want to like no that's mine for me it's private go away mm -hmm. yeah even th well i don't not even, all threes some threes i've no i've some gotten threes, it from sure. threes I all mean, threes uh, i mean like, it's attachment you know yeah that's true. <clears throat> the threes that have a secondary three they or a secondary nine they feel more like i'm gonna use my sense of being to get a sense of value not necessarily just like constantly trying that's to really good to mm -hmm. orient to you get you to see me the way i want you yeah, yeah that's God, really good that. that's really good because josh definitely has like a nine-ish thing where his like nine shaman thing mm -hmm. sweet pisces boy thing is definitely folded into like how he presents himself mm -hmm. yeah so he's mentioned too that like the three nine thing is like the cool unflappable image you know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah true all right i'm okay. i have to work on this thing okay so, oh. <laughs> i'll see you guys yep feel free to keep whatever but i'll see <laughs> yeah, you guys no, I gotta all right yeah i gotta Later. get to you <laughs> okay. all right bye guys, guys. Bye. Bye.